0: Hello and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Tanya.
1: And I'm Carrie. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 47. Today we're talking
0: about building relationships in the music classroom. We'll also share some highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip,
1: And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So now it's time to share some high notes and low notes from our teaching week. And Tanya is going to go first. Okay. Um...
0: I'm going to share a general high. Yeah. Uh, I am, this week, I am at my second school, which is a mountain school. And it's got a, a smaller population of like, I don't know, like 135 kids. So I see them all, all this week. Mm -hmm. And then I won't see him again for another two weeks because I'll go back to my homeschool. But anyway, so I'm really trying. We're talking about building relationships, and I'm trying hard to build those relationships. And I can tell you, Carrie, because you already know, and, like, (laughs) all the music teachers listening, um, how terrified I am of 7th and 8th graders. Uh, But, no, I'm getting over myself. Yeah. What I mean is just, like, I've been teaching for... a while and I have never taught seventh and eighth graders yeah I think I
1: would be totally terrified of that so
0: it's been kind of like you know touch and go with this whole like I, I had to really I don't know be of course deliberate with my plans of what I was gonna do with them but I mean I just I went for you know surefire stuff that most older kids really like as far as what I'm doing with them Yeah. Um, but I also really wanted to make sure that I did not get angry with them yeah, and that I did not get annoyed and that I did not show any frustration because I know that that kills relationships with middle schoolers. Yeah. I know that much. Cause you know, I have a middle you schooler. You have one. Yeah. So
1: that does help if you have a kiddo at home. You yes.
0: Know. I mean, he's in high school now, but, well, but, but yeah, yes. we experienced <laughs> middle school for sure. That. So anyway, um, I like I'm, Nervous to even say it, but things are going pretty well with 7th and 8th graders. I think I've got them on my side. huh. I think they enjoy what's going on. I mean, they say... You wouldn't
1: know, know if you did Oh, it. I think I would
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a struggle with one student in particular who, I, like I said, I'm, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I think I've won him over. Good. And I think what was key for that is that when I spoke with him, um, I was not angry. I was just very like... Because I honestly wasn't angry. It was just like, kind Here's of, I felt like, dude, I, I, I know that you've got some issues. Yeah. And uh, tell me why you're messing with me. Yeah. And, and he was, it's funny because this, this particular student, if nothing else, he's extremely honest. He's well, like, I just nice. like to, I like to see. Oh, he said, I, I want to see where your patience is <laughs> from, you know, this, uh, our former, one of our former music teachers to God yeah i want to see where your patience lies oh my and i said well i'll just tell you now that it's like somewhere in the middle and um (laughs) he he, so he told me on our first conversation that he wanted to
1: i'm testing you
0: test me and um i said so how often are you planning on sabotaging the, the class yeah he's like oh not every day but like maybe once a week and i said
1: that's Tuesdays, not... preferably. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to work for me.
0: <laughs> and it's not going to work for the students Let's schedule another time Let's... for you to Can do that. we not do that? Yeah. So anyway, I'm very, very happy that I have a very supportive uh, principal there who um, let him do some boring rhythm tracing for the second class because yeah. on the first violation of the first... The first sign of he's messing with me, I said, oh, you need to go to Mrs. So-and-so's office, and she's got a rhythm packet for you there, uh-huh. and, you know, so because nice. I knew it was just going to rev up from there. Anyway, yeah. so I feel like once I got him agreeable, because he's been in class now, two classes in a row and no big incidents, that I think I think the 7th and 8th graders are they are on my side. I think it's going to go okay. I know I've got a lot to learn, but anyway. That's a very long, drawn-out high, but I That's just...
1: awesome. 7th and
0: 8th graders have been keeping well, me up at night. and you'll
1: talk more specifics since our topic today is about building oh, relationships. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll have lots to say.
0: Uh-huh. So, Carrie, tell me about your exciting high or low. Uh,
1: well... <laughs> it was a high and a low. It's technically a low. Um, Tanya has heard this story, so she's not going to, like, pretend to react. No. Like, oh, my. Oh, my. But I just... I have to tell this story aloud because it's just one of these once-in-a-teacher-career-lifetimes stories. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yes. So um, here's what <laughs> happened. So here's the deal. Um We were doing some recess with our sixth graders. It was a wacky weather day and that when they were supposed to have recess, lunch recess, um, like this really brief lightning storm came through and thunder and lightning, but it never actually rained. But you know, if you hear thunder or see lightning, You're you have to pull them to. in. Yeah. So they, and this, you know, this wasn't my responsibility. This was with the... Whoever was on recess duty with them pulled them in. They ended up having recess duty, and they were really disappointed. They, you know, they just want to be outside, and they just don't like being inside. Well, on that particular day, we were supposed to have sixth grade right after. Um, And so our PE teacher came up to... Um, the art teacher and I, and said, you know what, They the, the storm has passed. I just checked my phone. She has some fancy lightning tracker thing on her phone where she mm-hmm. can see exactly where the lightning hits and wow. when it happened. Mm-hmm. So she says we're in the clear. And speaking of building relationships, this is like the second week of school. She said, I really think it would go a long way with these kids if we spent maybe half of our specials time giving them some outside recess time. And then the last half we'll just bring them in and then each have our own class before half the time. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's still the beginning of the year. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm worried about us getting behind on something. It's, you know, and again, thinking that could really go a long way with these sixth graders that, Hey, we know you're bummed about missing recess. So we're going to let you guys go out, play for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll bring you in for the rest of specials. Yeah. So that was the plan. So literally as soon as we walk outside, this crazy windstorm comes in. And there's not thunder and lightning, but there's wind, 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 like really super windy. And I'm about to walk over to the art teacher and say, hey, we gotta cut this and bring them inside. When all of a sudden I hear this giant crack sound <laughs> and I look straight in front of me and there's this old tree that was dead that had we had requested as a school it be removed from our property, but it hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And it was falling and it was one of those split second things where I'm going oh my gosh that tree is falling oh my gosh there's a kid right there there's no way it's not going to hit the kid and boom it hits the kid so it's a 6th grader Mm -hmm. but he's a smaller 6th grader regardless it was probably about a 15 to 20 foot tree Yeah, Falling on a
0: child It doesn't matter what age or (laughs) height you are The whole thing was
1: completely terrifying But then it was like One of those slow motion things Where I was the closest one to the child It was about, I don't know Four feet in front of me Mm -hmm. So I ran over and I kind of hoisted the tree <laughs> off of him so it had kind of landed on his like back side area and it kind of ended up kind of like upper back onto his neck but it wasn't pushing on his neck because right. the branches were still like holding the tree up enough that between my hoisting it up a little bit and kind of rolling it off of him he was able to shimmy out and then of course his immediate reaction was get me the heck out of here but we told him no you need yes, to lay stay. down be still you're we like need Superman to right so the whole <laughs> I mean number 1 the child is okay physically I mean they he went they checked him out everything's fine um, parents, as far as I know, have been very understanding and that, you know. They didn't thank is... you for
0: saving their kids.
1: You know, I don't think they know. I don't think he knew because, okay, so long story I mean, short.
0: I mean, I understand. Yeah. It's traumatic.
1: Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, the next day I saw him walking down the hall to come to school because we didn't know if he was going to come the next day or not. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, if he just needed some time to rest or if he was bruised or, you know, the whole thing. And he was just walking down the hall. And I was like, dude, I feel like we're, like, bonded for life. And he kind of looked at me funny. And I was like, don't you remember, like, I helped get the tree off of you. He goes, no, I don't even remember. Oh. like, oh. And I was like, well, that was me. Not that I, you know, I was, like, I was happy to do it. I'm just glad you're okay. And then, like, moved on. Like, sure. I wasn't trying to get, yeah, like, yeah, accolades. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I don't think he knew at that moment how he got out. And, you know, it's not a big deal. But my principal, on the other hand, So afterwards, you know, we had a little debrief. Of course we had to document when it happened. You know, it's an incident. Yes. Um so he was like, Well, did you like have help? And I was like, No. (laughs) He's like, Well I I kinda picked up the trail, but it's really heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because all I remember thinking at the time, I literally had this thought of, Oh my gosh, how am I gonna get this off of him? And then when I moved and I went, Oh, that wasn't so bad.
0: What's that mama bear instinct?
1: Totally it was the yeah, mama bear adrenaline Mm -hmm. kicking in. So yeah, low in that I would never ever want that to happen ever again. Mm -hmm. High in that I felt like Hey, I can I am woman, hear me roar. Right. Watch out trees. Get out of my way. I am
0: (laughs) not... I'm fighting, not flighting. Yeah, Yeah.
1: totally. Yeah, I mean, I felt empowered to react well and then of course it was oh my gosh we need to get him help, and then oh my gosh get the rest of the kids inside and then it was like 20 minutes later kindergarten walks in the door and then after that another class and it wasn't until after school I really kind of processed what had happened and it was just the three specials teachers who actually saw what happened so Mm -hmm. we all kind of checked in with each other like are you okay and we were all kind of a little teary because it was traumatic you know to see one of our students potentially get really really hurt and just be so thankful that um nothing any more serious that happened. is amazing but man that tree was gone the next day as was the tree <laughs> next to it was zip boom bam because there was one that was questionable mm-hmm. it wasn't totally dead but it was getting there yeah so they just zip boom bam. that one was gone All and right. so by the time the kids arrived the next day you didn't even know uh, other than the small stump that you're that amazing oh well no. it's, it's not about me pretty cool i'm just proud of the kid for being a trooper too uh-huh. it was awesome mm. okay
0: And it's time for our main theme, which is building relationships in the music classroom, which we thought was perfect for this time of year because while you might know your students who are walking back in from, maybe you know them from last year because you were their music teacher last year, maybe you're in a new building, like I'm in a new building, um, or maybe you just want to make sure you maintain some healthy relationships. With the students that you're teaching, you know, for your sake, for their sake, and so that they can learn best. Um, yeah. Like the teacher on the, um, Rita, I can't remember her last name on the TED Talk, who said, um, students don't learn from
1: teachers they don't like. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. that was a, That's a great TED Talk. We should link to that.
0: We should. We I will. mean,
1: you've probably all seen it, but because it seems to make its route through every staff meeting, professional development that I've been in, but it is a really good one.
0: So, and I just want to kind of acknowledge, well, I'm going to be talking a lot about like the new population that I'm getting to know. Yeah. But I just, I want to acknowledge that I've come a very long way because for many, many, many years, I think I really was working under the auspice of I'm the teacher and Everyone should listen because I'm the teacher. Yeah. And that doesn't really, I mean, maybe um, once upon a time that was a thing, you know. But you really do have to make some some deeper connections. Yeah. And it doesn't, kids are not, at least the students that I teach, they're not just going to follow along just because I'm in this Position right, right. They you have, have to, to, build to build that trust. They have to build the trust. I mean, mm-hmm. what you're doing in the classroom is extremely important. The music, the music that you're choosing, the activities that you're choosing, the active music making things. That's very, very important, and you should always be choosing the best. Uh, but they're not going to do it. Music is such a soul bearing thing, especially if we're focusing on singing. Yeah, that kids are not going to be doing this. They're not going to feel comfortable if they don't have some kind of relationship with you. Right.
1: right, And it also is good just to say for anyone who's listening who is either new to the profession or new to your building, like you said, that it does take time mm-hmm. and not to beat yourself up, especially if... You know, you're walking into a a new school and you're teaching, you know, K-5 and those fourth and fifth graders really are keeping you at arm's length. Mm -hmm. And you're hearing a lot of, well, that's not how Mr. or Miss and -and so-and-so did it. Mm -hmm. If they had a really great relationship with their past music teachers, it's going to be hard for you to build that relationship because Mm -hmm. they have that separation.
0: Well, on the flip side, if they had a not positive experience, it's going to be hard for them to build their relationship because they've been conditioned that the person in this position is someone that I'm not going to have a good relationship with. Exactly.
1: And yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. Sorry. Um, No, 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 you're fine. Um, yeah. So just, you know, give yourself that little bit of grace and Mm -hmm. say that, you know, maybe I will ever connect as well with these, kids as I'd like to, but Mm -hmm. that's okay because that's where they're at and I'll do the best I can. And of course, we're going to have lots of ideas and suggestions of things to try, but also not to beat yourself up.
0: Yeah. But what a difference a few months and then even a year. So if you're like brand new to a building or you're starting out as a brand new music teacher... Boy, that second year that you're in a building, it's oh, like
1: it's huge, huge. And then yeah, three is better. And then, so I said this on the last podcast, but I'll say it again. This is year four in my building now. So my sixth graders, I had now, I have now started with me in third grade, and this is the first year I feel like sixth grade I'm really able to connect and teach them in a way that's powerful and meaningful to both them and to me, Yeah. Um, because it just took that long to build the relationships with the, the other kids, and I'd say last year I was maybe about, I don't know, half of the kids really wanted and had the buy-in, um, and then less and less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six grade years before then, and I'm okay with that. I'm secure in the fact that I feel confident that what I was doing was the best I could do um, and that, you know, not all kids had buy-in with me, and I'm okay with that. Well, but this year, I'm feeling awesome. Yeah, well,
0: I, I, yeah, and yeah. I mean, we have to take everything in to this lens of developmentally appropriate, yeah. right? It wouldn't be developmentally appropriate for... Um, a sixth grader to uh, attach and be really, I don't know excited um, right away and be obviously like, oh yay, I love I love being in your room and yeah. I mean if you saw that, then I would wonder about that student's maturity level. It's true. right yeah. because it's very, very common. At, you know sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade. They are much more guarded. Yeah, and they should be yeah. I mean they've they're had some experiences They they are going through some emotional upheaval uh-huh. and they're you know, they're they're going through some like developmentally upheaval in their own body So it is totally expected and not worth getting upset over Yeah, when your sixth graders seventh graders eighth graders are not hugging you on day two. Right. 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 Which is, I wanted to kind of transition on some of the things that maybe you can build in to connect. Uh, cause I'm doing something new this year. Uh-huh. So I'm going to talk about hugging okay. kind of. Oh yeah. But I will tell you that this is something that I am not doing with my seventh and eighth graders. Oh, what? What? <laughs> I might go there, but not yet. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, we'll just wait on this. So, maybe i i think a lot of people have seen there's a little there's several little videos on facebook of the teacher who greets her class with either a hug or a handshake or a fist bump or a high five right and the kid
1: chooses and by tapping it, yes. the poster, and she has like
0: poster yeah. of those different things so i thought hmm i'm gonna try that this year why not why not let's just New see schools. that well i'll tell you why not um Sickness, germs. Oh
1: well, there
0: is. But that. you know, there's um, also a healthy amount of um, antibacterial yes stuff. Yes. So this is what I'm doing at both of my schools. Oh,
1: you are doing it at your. I am r- at do- your at your school. You've been at for. A I while. am
0: doing it at both schools. Okay. I am I'm doing this new procedure. You know, whenever you like do. Incorporate a new thing. It means that you can't do something else. whenever you say yes to one thing You have to say no to something else. right so for years if I've been doing an opening song We walk in we walk in singing yeah. and here's our opening song So this is something that I've kind of let go We do sing a song once we're all in the music room together. We do sing an opening song, but I'm not starting it in the hallway mm-hmm. For all the kids to sing on their way in. Mm-hmm. And that's also very hard to monitor, um, you know, depending on your class size. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, the kids that are, if you're halfway between the door and the room, it's like, okay, well, who's really singing and doing the thing yeah. and who's not? And oh, look at the kids in the hallway. Are they, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that's a little hard to manage. So, my, what I've been doing is I've been having something on the board. So on the board, it'll either say, Read this rhythm. Be ready to, to do it. So, like, board work. Board like work, yeah. classroom teachers yeah. do. Or, like, yeah. you know, middle school, high school teachers do. Right. So, yeah, basically I have board work. My board work a couple of times has been watch the video that's on the screen. Uh-huh. You know, because we're starting some instrument families of the orchestra stuff. So, yeah. that's been one tiny way that I've gotten some more of that thing of that in Mm -hmm. so they have to give me a hug or a high five or a handshake and I've not had anyone refuse
1: that was gonna be my first question yeah has anyone said pass on all no because they have a choice
0: they do have a choice yeah so that's great and um it says something about the kids of the school that I'm new at that um, I, di- I didn't I did do it the very first day. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it the second day. At the end of class on the second day, I said, hey, here's what we're going to do tomorrow when you walk in. So that's one benefit of ha- seeing kids five days in a row, that's, is I can yeah, say, tomorrow. hey, tomorrow when I see you, we're going to try this thing. Yeah. And on your way in, you can give me a handshake, a hug, a high five, or a fist bump. Yeah. And so um, I've been doing that, and it is very interesting because it's not just about like making a connection with that kid i'm also getting a read yeah on like where students are you know like yeah it's very interesting because um like i'm thinking i i had a couple of boys who gave me a hug that i wasn't anticipating Uh uh-huh right um and that was it just totally took me off guard because i was thinking oh this is a kid that's gonna fist bump me right right so I mean, I don't know for sure exactly what's going on, but I'm thinking they need maybe a little bit more, you know, comfort and connection yeah. today, right now. Yeah. Um, same with, you know, several of the girls. And, oh, the little ones, you know, they yeah. there's a lot of hugging going yeah. on there. And it's yes. very sweet. It also starts me off in an awesome mindset. That's true. Because I'm not thinking about... Of course, I'm thinking about my lesson and the music we're going to do. But I'm thinking, like, oh, these specific kids not just me stay sage on a stage yeah but like i'm teaching to these specific kids um and then i just have to put in my sixth graders at my new to me school um yesterday and today they were as they were lining up they were like oh we've got a surprise for a week we're getting and do the surprise. We're we going to do the surprise. We're we going to do the surprise. And I'm like, "What is this?" Their surprise was every single one of them wanted to hug me.
1: Aww. Which was very sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. So
0: they did that today. They did that yesterday. And um so it's been really it's been really good.
1: So, here here's a question I'm having. Yeah. Um do at either of your schools are there any other teachers that do the same thing? I don't know. Because I would be curious, if they've done it before with another teacher, would they be a little bit more, especially the older kids, like, oh, this again? You know I've what not I mean? heard that. So that means either, no, it's, it's not being done, or it is being done, but they don't care because it's not with you. I mean, either way, that's positive for you. Yeah. I'm just curious.
0: No one has grown. I'm
1: curious if any music teachers have tried to do this, but because a classroom teacher has done it first, it's viewed as by the students as like, oh, now we have to do this here too. I don't know. Maybe I'm being very well, negative Nellie right now. But if you
0: have experienced this, I'm anyone curious. listening, let us know yeah. if it is like taking a turn like that because yeah. kids have been...
1: And do you see yourself... About it. Sorry, next question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> During this all year.
0: I'm in it, yeah.
1: Like, every day. And mm-hmm. um, third question, does it take up too much time, do you feel? You know what? And I know it's kind of one of those things, like, even if it did take up time, it's worth it in return? Or does it just truly not take up that much time? Okay,
0: here's the thing, because, I mean, I'm not officially timing it, but because I've been showing... A couple of videos i've been showing like the me and my cello happy together yeah. video for one group and because of that i can tell how much time it takes it's never taken longer than two minutes and 45 seconds huh
1: yeah that's which awesome. seems
0: pretty quick to me yeah. um yeah no and if i have them occupied on the way in right and if it saves time as far as them feeling like seen. And my gush my God, my it, goodness, my it, 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 gush, gush. my goodness, it is so very much <laughs> worth it to it. me. It, okay, yeah. So cool. it's been very. I mean, who I mean, knows? I've
1: seen it. You know the videos, and of course, my my negative Nelly first reaction is, oh, that would take far too much time.
0: But I thought that too. Yeah. I really did think that too. And um, I also want to emphasize that I'm doing a side hug with yes. the huggers okay good
1: right and you clarify that for them you say well no I have you not You just kind of take the lead I do like by turning I yeah. do that's how uh, uh, I was thinking that question too is yeah. this is this okay with your principal did you did you talk to your principals about this ahead of time uh
0: no <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I did
0: and I didn't think about it I all just the
1: time, and you just do the side hug thing exactly
0: my out. husband who's the art teacher he has always been extremely aware of like the hugging and that he's always giving kids the hip. Yeah. Right. Because he just wants to make sure that there's nothing. Yeah. No ill intent is, is seen or whatever. You have to Um, be
1: mindful. Honestly,
0: I didn't think too much about that. Yeah. Because I thought uh, my out is I'm giving them four options. Yeah. It's like, if they're like,
1: and a fist bump was probably the least. Wait, what is it? High five, handshake, fist bump, or side hug. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say, Fist bump is probably the least physical contact, as far as like an open hand from a mm-hmm. handshake or a high five probably feels more intimate than a fist bump. Probably, I'm thinking very. And you know, deep I get
0: this. <laughs> I get very few handshakes. I get, like, only one or two handshakes per class. Do you think class. that's just
1: because that's formal and they're not as used to that? I
0: think it's, it is. Used.
1: Gosh, you could do, like, a whole study about this.
0: You could. Why don't you go write a book?
1: Have you ever thought, now I'm just taking it way too far, of incorporating a song into what you're doing? I
0: have thought about that, but I just thought it was just too much. It's
1: too, yeah. At this point. And it's point. okay that not every gonna, single thing. Are you going
0: to write a song for this? No,
1: because no, <laughs> I'm arguing against it in the fact that the purpose of it is the building relationships first. And that without the relationship, the music is secondary. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. and and there are songs in games that, that Oh, of that, course. You know. Yeah. Bonjour, mes amis. Yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour mes amis, bonjour, bonjour mes amis, bonjour mes amis, bonjour, mes amis, bonjour, or is it bonjour, I can't yeah, remember, bonjour, yeah. it bonjour mes amis, where you're taking one hand, you're taking the other, you know, you're doing the handshake thing, yeah, Yeah. so there's lots of those, hello neighbor, what do you say, you know, all this <laughs> <Yes>. stuff, <laughs> I
1: like it when you sing that one,
0: <laughs> I'm a little over that one, well um,
1: then that does that segue into
0: then talking about those kind of activities? Talking about, um, like, specific music
1: activities. Well, that we can connect? mention a few. Well, yeah. there you just mentioned that one. Yeah. Um, there's the Buenos Dias song, and, oh, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, you know, so I, I can, don't know I'm this one. I'm probably going to mess it up. So. Can you sing it? Oh, gosh. I'm going to do my best. Okay. But if I mess up, please, don't don't fire me. Um, <laughs> we'll okay, put we'll, it in the show notes correctly. We'll stop paying you. But it's basically like, Buenos Dias, como estas? Muy bien, gracias, como te vas. She's like, hello, how are you? I'm great. And okay. how are how, como te? I don't know. Oh, gosh. See, I probably messed that up. But it's kind of a Bow Wow Wow type circle okay. game where they're like shaking one hand. Do you have
0: it? Are you going to write it up for the show notes? I'm going to
1: write it up for the show notes. I have it somewhere. I'll find it. Okay. They... they, they Shake hands, and then they shake the other hand, so they are end up like doing an X thing, and then, muy grass, gracias, they're switching places, and then, mm-hmm. como te vas, is when they turn around and see the person behind them. And so then it's like a little bow, wow, wow game. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really great one to get them connecting, you connecting with them, and mm-hmm. you could take a moment and pause in between and have the kids talk to each other, ask each other oh, yeah. a question, mm-hmm. you know. I still feel bad if I mess that up. Sorry, people. No. will find okay. it
0: correctly. We'll we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I wasn't planning be on talking about
1: it. I just thought about it. Because... That's why we Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do the show notes later. Right. Yeah. Um for the older kids, uh, I have started uh, with I know it's restorative justice, but when you're doing a circle that's not restorative, it's just some people call it a peace circle, some people call it a sharing circle. Yeah. Um a circle. Some yeah. people call it just a circle. And so I have, and I have a little bit of experience doing some circles. Mm -hmm. I have done it. I had some training last year and I did attempt some circles and it went fine. Um, I've never had done a restorative circle. Yeah. Um, I know that that's happened in the classroom. Uh, We would, if we needed to for sure. Yeah. But the circles that I have done have mostly been with third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Right. So with seventh and eighth graders, My very first day I did do a circle Mm -hmm. and I used my tuning fork as the talking piece Yeah, and I talked about my tuning fork and that was kind of nice because I said, Hey, after you, you know, say your, your bit, you can hear my tuning fork by hitting it on your knee and putting it up there. And so that was kind of a, a nice little addition that they could do. Uh, My plan and we'll see how it goes is every Monday with seventh and eighth graders, I'm going to do a opening circle. Yeah. And every Friday at the end of class, I want to do a closing circle.
1: Yeah. And that's so nice when you do that, again, another positive, the week-long block scheduling where you see them every day for right. a week. So you create that little bookend. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: that's going to be nice. I mean, the other the downside is after two weeks, I'll go back and they'll be like, who are you? Yeah. And we'll see. We'll oh, yeah, see.
1: this lady again. Yeah. So can you give some examples of some of the questions that you asked yes. in your
0: circles? Yes, totally. I only did two questions. Um I was at a staff meeting at my other school and we did one and it was only one question. Yeah. So it can be that short and sweet. Yeah. So my two questions that I did were very like non evasive uh-huh. They were very com you know not a big comfort level was required. Um I said, "Hey, just tell us your favorite food." Yeah. So it wasn't a long drawn out cuz you know, that can get especially as you're starting out, you don't want anything that's going to require anyone to speak paragraphs. Mhm. Uh-huh. Um, and then my second question was, okay, yesterday was the first day of school. Tell me how it went for you on a scale of one to five, one being, I want to run home and put the covers over my head, five being, it's totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And did they just say the number or they had to also explain? No, no,
0: they do not have to explain. Just the number. Just the number. Nice. Yeah. So that was really interesting because I, I'm, It seems as though my students, the 7th and 8th graders, were honest. I don't think they were, you know, anyone was lying. But some of the kids who said lower numbers, they were not showing that. Like, they were goofing around, or they um, they were not, like, slumpy, obviously, down in the dumps. They were just, they had a brave face on. Yeah. So that is a good thing at the beginning of class. It was good for me just to remind myself, you know what? These middle schoolers are going through things. Yeah, and it really, I think, took away any irritation. Yeah, that I might have felt later.
1: Right, and it
0: really softened like any anger that might, you know, bubble up because things aren't going the way I want. Yeah, so that was good for me, even like. You know.
1: And are you doing, sorry if you've already said this and I missed it, are you doing the circles with the kids at the school you've been at a while too, or just the the, new, the school that's new you to know, you? You know,
0: I have not started it at my home school, yeah. but I'm going to starting next week. And the reason is I haven't had a full week there. Right. Yeah, because we had some testing days, so we had a three-day week, and yeah. then there was the beginning of school, so that was another, another three-day week. So um, I just didn't want to start big you know, this is everyday procedure, everyday yeah. routine until I had a full week. Yeah. Now next week won't be a full week either, but it's four days, which is better than three, so I'm right. gonna go for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well that's an example of something a strategy that you're using in one school to build new relationships and in another school to deepen existing relationships. Right. Which is awesome. And among
0: the students too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, something that I've been doing to build more relationships within um, my older students, well, particularly in my sixth grade, and this is also trying to embrace some of the thoughts from our summer book club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching for Musical Understandings by Jackie Wiggins is giving my sixth graders way more agency and choice. Oh, and yes. I'm especially able to do this because I'm very fortunate. I have very small sixth grade classes this year just because of the way... Everything fell So um, I have small class sizes Like I have enough tubanos that they can all have a tubano Like if we're doing a drumming thing Like it's just having resources in hands Really does help But for example And this is going to be a follow up to last podcast um, I've been doing Omochiyo Tsukimashou Which is the rice pounding Japanese game If you don't know it Listen back on our last podcast, or check out the notes. Is yeah. it up? Are the notes up? Yeah. Okay, oh yes. Cool. They are up. Yay! So, anyways, um, really fun game. And then what I did this week after we practiced the game, and they're seeming pretty confident being able to do it with their partner, I said, "All right, here's your assignment: two stools, one drum. Optional, you can get a yarn mallet if you want. Figure out how to put this game on the drum." And just giving them that chance to just talk and work something out and not having it be from me, okay, here's what you're going to do. One student's going to play the beat on the drum and the other student's going to, like, and this was really just, like, kind of also me when I was doing my lesson plan, like, for that week going... Okay, how am I going to have them do this? I really want them. And then I went, wait a minute. Why, why am I even spending this time? This yeah. should be them. I'm you know? amazed
0: at this because I, when I was, when you were telling me about this and I was like, okay, so what's the process? And how did you? <laughs> the process
1: was literally, here's, here's the a stuff. Girl. And I, I did explicitly say, you need to play the game. So I want to see both parts. There's two parts to this game. One yes. is students just doing the beat and the other is students doing the fancy stuff, yes. we call it. And I said, I want to see both of those things. I don't care how you do it. And it was really cool because... Really, then, what ended up happening in reality was I didn't give them enough time. And then it got to a point where I said, okay, if we're going to share, which is the goal, I want everyone to be able to share their Mm -hmm. idea, we would have to stop now. Are you ready? And they're like, no. Uh And I was like, so should we spend the last five minutes of class just continuing to develop our ideas, and then we continue it next time? they're like, yes. And they were all, I mean, 100% buy-in. They were so excited, like, they didn't even want to leave. That is awesome. Because they were so into it. Good so, again, that. like, total turning point from <laughs> past sixth grade. And grades. what grade was this? This oh, is sixth, sixth grade. grade. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, just I just find, and I told them this from day one. I said, you're going to hear me ask this question almost every single day. And now what, what can we do? And that was really my biggest takeaway from reading that book was, giving students just more of that and now what can we that do is so good take of you. it to the next level and we were doing a rhythm thing last week where one group was like we could read it horizontal and then we could read a vertical and I was like do it and another group's like you could just shout random numbers and we could play a different part and I was like let's do it and it was like every group came up with something different and it was so fun for me and for them and it really connected us and I think it created that connection where they realized that I trust you as young musicians young adult musicians Mm -hmm. to make your own musical choices and they so we're feeling a lot of that that mutual two-way respect
0: Yay! Yeah. So yeah, that is so impressive. That's my big. Thing. I I need to follow your lead with that because, well, it's,
1: I it's only been three weeks. <laughs> I know, I know,
0: but I you know in the classroom, so many times I'm like, okay, and now we got to get to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm
1: really trying to give them more time, and this also just comes from the fact that I do get them in sixth grade, which is mm-hmm. you know a gift of extra time most of the. You know, many elementary programs you only get them through fifth. So I'm at a point in the curriculum where I'm feeling like I'm not in this mad scramble to get them ready for middle school. Yeah, like they're doing. I'm not saying they know every single thing they should know, but we're we're at least at the point where they know enough that they can then be creative, mm-hmm. which is way more important than me just filling their brains with information.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: now I want you to take ownership of this because otherwise it's meaningless.
0: Exactly, and so, so that is such an important thing to remember is that when they have agency and when they feel like it's their class, yeah. And not just they're being, you know, dictated to Yeah. Wow, that is such a an important thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So I'm gonna keep trying to find ways to do that. So Well, should we talk about things you can do outside of the classroom? Yeah. Um Well uh, okay. okay you wanna go first? <laughs> well
0: I, I brought it up many times and i you know i keep revisiting it because it's just it's it's been very successful um at my school and i i'm trying to figure out if i can do it at my new school but the singing games night that i've done with first grade um and sometimes kindergarten when i have kindergartners um, has been a really nice way to involve families in doing the things that we do in the music room, but it's not the high pressure of a performance. It's this idea of we're all musicians. We're all creating, we're all participating. We're all doing the thing together. Mm -hmm. Um, So that has been something that I thought, I think has been awesome in building the community uh, at my home school. Uh, So that's definitely a very specific outside the classroom thing. Of course... I am visible doing duties outside Uh and making connections with families and parents and talking to people uh, so that's kind of Already built into my position and I know that you do some duties too, right? Um,
1: Yes, I was going to talk about this specifically So yeah, this year, um, i've had some recess duties so far this this school year and you know, the gut reaction is always so often, like, this is not a good use of my college degree. I'm here to teach music, and yeah, I'm well. not. Okay, so here are two very specific examples why I need to get over that attitude, and I think that I have, but I'm, I'm preaching to myself more than anybody else. So we have um, some new kiddos, some new fourth graders, and... Um, uh, one of them, the, the gentleman, um, came to my class the first day and immediately sighed, huffed, rolled his eyes, laid on the floor, and pretended to either pretend to sleep or legit sleep for the entire 45 minute class period. Nice. Yeah. So that was not good. (laughs) Um, And I decided the best way was to ignore it at that moment and address it later. So that's exactly what I did. So then after class, because I had my planning period right after that, I asked the classroom teacher, I said, can I speak to this gentleman and I will walk him to class when I'm done. And, she, and I mention why. And she goes, oh, yeah, he did that in the classroom, too. Uh. So this is his his thing. So I pulled him aside and then immediately said, okay, here's the deal. And he oh, <laughs> huffed uh-huh. and rolled his eyes and got really mad. And um, put his head inside of his hoodie, put his head down, like, on the counter, wouldn't even look at me. Mm-hmm. said, well, since I know you can hear me, I'm just going to go ahead and talk. <laughs> um, I said, um, this can't be okay. I I need you to participate and just try. That's all I'm asking at this point is I just want you to try. I know this is new, and maybe you didn't have music at your last school. I don't know, but I just need you to try. And unfortunately, if you do not participate next time, you know, you'll need to owe me that time, either lunch, recess, or after school, and I'll let parents know why. So then he left. So literally the next day, I was outside at recess duty, and I kind of happened to be talking to him. And I'm not sure how it started, but we started talking about two square, which... I don't know, is this a common thing in every what? school? So two square, it's like four square, but it's just two oh, people. Oh, okay, yeah. And you play it with like a giant like yoga ball type bouncing oh, ball. Oh, really? So it's like mega. So I don't know. And then kind of like this witty banter started between us where I was like, well, I can totally kick your butt in two square. And yeah, I said the words you kick said your butt. butt. I did. Oh, my. Um, but it was just, I, I was like, okay, I think that's this kid. I can I can go there with him. And so he was meaning really to like, bring it on. And I was like, let's do it. And so we played two square. Wow. And the next day he ran up to me and goes, Can we play Two Square again? And I was Aww. like Yeah. And then the next day I couldn't go outside because I was dealing with another issue with another student. And um he was like, Oh, I really wanted to play two square and I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, sometimes things happen. Rain check, I, I'm s I s remember you and I want to play two square with you again. So guess what happened when he came to music what? the next time? He participated in every single activity. Oh, my. No problems whatsoever. And I just wanted to cry because I was yeah. like, that is it. That's the secret sauce. I know. You got to wow. kick their butt in two square. <laughs> No, not that specifically. <laughs> but just like I, you're a kid and you want to have fun and let's just have fun. And then, you know, of course... You know, just hearing some of his backstory, it's like that kid really needs a grown up just to hang out with him and yeah. say, Hey, you want to play two square with me? Yeah. And then, literally, exact same situation with a third grader who last time he came to music fell apart for a variety of reasons. Today, I saw him outside and he was like, Do you want to play basketball with me? And I was like, Yeah. And so we play basketball the whole time.
0: You are quite the, you know, <laughs> basketball two. I know. And all then these kids the are like,
1: wow, Miss Nicholas, you must have played basketball in high school. It's like, oh my gosh, I am not at all a sporty person. But guess what? Okay, so that small bit of like I can't call it exercise, but that small <laughs> bit of physical stuff made me feel better, made me happier. Mm-hmm. I was connecting with this kid and then I was like, okay, now I'm gonna really just get into it. So I was like, hey, kid I'm not going to say his name I said hey um how are you kind today and he kind of looked at me like well we're shooting hopes and I was like no really like well how are you kind today and he was like well I blah 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 and I was like awesome I was like how are you brave today and then I asked him how did you fail today and so these are three questions that somebody and I gosh I can't remember who a family friend said every day night at dinner these are the three questions you can ask your kids so instead of what'd you do at school today I don't know You ask those questions, and you get so much more information. So these are the questions that my family, and I can't say every night because, hello, reality. But oftentimes we ask, how were you kind? How were you brave? How did you fail? And I asked him all three of those questions, and he gave me honest answers. And I said, gosh, it's so important that we recognize that we all fail, right, and that we fix it. And then I go, okay, ask me. And I made him ask me the questions, and I answered them. And it was just great. Now... To be continued, because I will (laughs) see his class again tomorrow.
0: All right.
1: And, of course, after I saw him at lunch and we had this wonderful talk and experience, I saw him later that day literally just running around the hallways. With uh-huh. a paper airplane in his hand. I mean, so, I obviously
0: mean, <laughs> there's a lot going on there.
1: Obviously, yeah. that th- He has lots of struggles academically, socially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if what we did today will translate to tomorrow or if it's too far separated. But I don't know. It worked with that fourth grader.
0: Well, you so. know what? It doesn't matter. I mean, it does, of course, matter how it turns out tomorrow. But what matters is that in that moment, yeah. he felt like someone, you know, was yeah. was caring and connecting and so yeah. that's worth something totally no matter if it if you see the immediate rewards or yeah, not
1: exactly and i think it, it'll be a slow build so long story short finding those times to connect with kids yes. on, a, on a one-on-one level and even if it's little things like i saw a fifth grader walking down the street today and her her shirt said oh is it hastings where a stranger things said what? What's the name of the town that, that they live in in, in Stranger uh, Things? I, Isn't it like Hastings, Indiana or something I like don't that? know. <gasps> Come on. You're a big
0: Stranger Things uh, person. Yeah. Well, I'm having trouble getting through the third season. Yeah. Okay. Gory.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins, Indiana. And I t- kind of did a double kick and I was like, that's an awesome shirt. And she kind of looked at me and I said, Have you watched that? Isn't that spooky? She's like, No, I love it. She's like, But the last season was a little sad. And I was like, Don't tell me anything. No spoilers. No spoilers. And like, even just that tiny interaction. Sure. I, we, I was like, All of a sudden, this little spark of like, we have something in common. Right. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I've been doing a little bits of the same. Yeah. Even with my guy who had to sit out and do the trace. I said, So how'd you like those tracing worksheets? Yeah. He's like, uh, that
1: was boring. That was,
0: yeah, I was like, yeah, I know, but I had to just get you something that didn't require any explanation from me, right. and that was really easy. He's like, it still took me a couple of minutes to figure out what I was supposed to do. I'm Good. like, yeah, well, you know, I bet you'll have more fun in here. I mean, right. I wasn't doing that like as a, you know, when I said that, I when I said I bet you have more fun in here, it was just kind of like a conversational, yeah. like, hey, let's see what being in here is like compared to sitting and tracing over notes and eighth notes
1: yeah totally so sorry that's my long drawn-out story about <laughs> that's, that but... that's excellent all right okay so finally we want to talk about connecting with families yes Um, because that again creates more of a connection with the student because they know that you're talking to families both positive and things that need to be fixed yes so
0: so I was gonna speak a little bit to this um, it, and this is still connecting specifically with students but it also has some overflow with families um, for the past, I think, year. Starting last year, our principal at my home school, she uh, printed out a bunch of um, like homemade postcards. Yeah. That just have a little picture or a little saying on it. And she gave all of the teachers a big stack. Okay. And the idea is every time we have a staff meeting, we sit down and the classroom teachers write like two or three postcards to specific students um just to say oh, that's hey
1: that's nice she gives you staff meeting time to do it yeah that's awesome i know that is good that's really so cool.
0: um as art music and pe teachers we get the whole school to pick from yeah so it was very interesting last year i um sent two out at the very beginning of the year to a set of twins mm-hmm. because they both honestly deserved them they were both just yeah. awesome um and they were sixth no sorry fifth graders because i don't yeah. have sixth graders at that school yeah. um and both of them, not only did they mention it, but they were, they were so just gold. Like they just yeah. were so happy in class. Yeah. And I mean, they were already awesome kids. So, but That's I think great it really to recognize made
1: those kids that don't often get recognized.
0: Exactly. And yeah. I think with the postcard, when when you take the time to do a postcard and send it to their house, yeah. so they're getting this like. Outside of school. It's yeah. not just like a you know, a PBIS ticket yeah. that they're handed, which, you know, I mean, is is can be meaningful. Sure. But when it goes to their house yeah. and their families see it's Oh my real gosh, US like
1: US snail mail. That's yeah, so cool.
0: Miss Lejeune like went to the trouble of like sending you this postcard. That's yeah. pretty awesome, kid. Um so this year I have started like I and I have to be honest that I'm behind on things and like I had Not quite a full week. I had three days at my home school and I wrote down like six kids that I want to send postcards to and why. But I just haven't done it yet because it's just, it's the timing of it. But um, it's going to happen. So I just think that that's been something that is it's it's a bit different because it does take a little extra effort. Yeah. Uh, but I I did notice last year that when I sent those postcards out, sometimes they told me about it, sometimes they didn't. Mm-hmm. But I always saw something. Saw a little spark. Yeah. Like... So I'm yeah. I'm looking at the kids who maybe don't get those things as often. Right. And I'm looking hard to find ways that I can specifically. Mention yeah. Hey, I noticed you did this thing. Yeah, um, and then along with that You don't even have to put value judgment on it. Yeah, it's meaningful because you say I noticed this specific thing Yeah, not hey, you've been doing a great job. It's just too vague. Yeah, and that that's a value judgment, right? right? Um, love and logic if you follow any of the Lo- love and logic um, you know books or advice they uh, really promote this idea of being very specific, noticing, hey, kid, you helped the door open for, yes. you know, the class. I noticed that. Yeah. And you're not saying, yay, you. You're just saying, I noticed this thing you did. Yeah. And I think that that just, it makes a really big difference. And I know that's not exactly in the category of connecting with families, but when you send it home.
1: Oh, yeah. Then huh, and it's connecting with the kid in the moment.
0: You're so. connecting with the kids. And it has to be, like, to the kid. Right. Not, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. I noticed, blah, blah, blah. No, no. it's like, hey, kid.
1: Hey, you. Hey, you were school. awesome. Yeah. Um, I do something similar, but with Class Dojo, because our school, we, we've embraced Class Dojo. So I would say, school-wide right now, we're probably around 80, 85% of our parents are connected to Class Dojo. Because mm-hmm. we've been doing it year after year now, that it's pretty good buy-in. So, um, yeah, that's something I try to do is send positive messages home to parents and, again, looking for those kids who, you know, are the kids who don't always get noticed because they're just always doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and they're they're humble about it. And so I look for those kids. I do also, especially in the beginning of the year, look for kids who maybe struggled last year, but just they've either matured over the year or they just have a better fit as far as the classroom teacher goes or who's in their class with them. And for, for whatever reason, they're starting the year off on the right foot. So I want to let the parents know, hey, you know, and I, unfortunately, just because of the nature of it, I do write the parent note to the parent. But mm-hmm. I said, you know, please be sure to mention to your child that Miss Nicholas really appreciates what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, but that's you know? awesome. And I do try to do the same thing as you. He's, you know, a leader for the classroom, or she's really using her singing voice. Or, you know, I try to be specific as well. Right. Um. So if you have any access to that, or like, if you're doing Seesaw and sending home, yeah, there's a the community connection part with or that. that Remind app. I know a lot of schools are embracing Remind as another app that it's like texting parents, but you're not texting from your own number. You're texting from a number that's, like, built in through the Remind app, and then they can text back. Right. So that's a really great communication tool, too. So if your school's already set up to do that and you have access to it, I mean, obviously – Face-to-face interactions, always the best. Phone calls and snail mail is mm-hmm. great. But sometimes those digital things are just... If it's quick and easy and it gets you doing it, then... Yeah. And some parents kind of prefer it, you know? You know, I... am working yeah. parents. I am not a fan
0: of enough. phone calls because I never... I never get a person.
1: Well, that's what it is. Yeah, that's that's hard. And then you leave a voicemail, and you don't know if they got right. it or not. So. it's a little
0: awkward. And I like the the snail mail. Like, there's a thing that you can keep and put on your mirror or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. I I
0: got a little note today from um, the uh, I'm sorry, the instructional coach. That's who it was. Came into my room and like watched first grade. And then wrote me the sweetest little note. <laughs> so it worked for you as an adult. I know. So I just wanted to say, like, and I hung it. Yeah, you know, yes. in plain sight. Yes. On my bulletin board because I was like, "Oh, look! Someone said good things look
1: about I mean, positive me. Yes. reinforcement." So
0: I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are; that
1: always is you something know what? you want. I think that principals and staff, instructional leadership, t- should take that idea and run with it. And you know how like classrooms have little treasure box? There should be like a staff meeting treasure box that has like Starbucks cards. Well, you and know what? Pens That's funny and... that you
0: say because at my mountain school. That's what My they My principal went out of her way to show me. She's like, okay, so we all have buckets. Yeah. We do the fill your bucket thing.
1: And Just for adults?
0: Yes. And she <laughs> said, here's the little slips, and it, it, there's a little drop in your bucket. So it's like a little picture of a drop, but it's got lines on there for you to write on. And she's like, she said, and here in the lounge, you can write out a drop for your bucket to any staff member, and then you can put it in this community one. But if it's something that's like a little more... You know, personal or or something that maybe you don't want announced to the whole staff. Everybody has a little bucket, you know, one of those like dollar yeah. from the dollar to- target dollar stop yeah whatever um that is lays on their desk. And so if you want to put it in someone's bucket personally, you can do that. And she said at the staff meetings, I pull a couple and those people get prizes. Now I don't know what the prizes are. <laughs> but this is a thing <laughs> that, that she cute. does
1: I, I know. Love it. yeah and i'm not saying obviously that that's what happened
0: but anyway happen, but we so we was, appreciate it it was pointed out to me so today funny that you say i sat down and i wrote out four of them because <laughs> nice. i just want to you know yeah make sure that i'm well i want to follow protocol but i'm also like oh you know there was this one teacher who tracked me down and said that her kids were excited to come to music. Yeah. And there's another teacher who helped me with my eighth grade situation of this one student. And right. then there was this person. And, you know, so yeah, that That's makes awesome. a difference.
1: So now it's time for a work smarter not harder teacher tip and tanya's got one I
0: do um I yeah so I I posted about this on Instagram a little bit earlier and and maybe it's something that everybody already does but uh at my newer or my new to me school yes. um I don't have a smart board I do have a projector it's on a cart so I got to wheel it in and out and in and out which is boy that's a pain yeah and especially when you got a room full of kids and you're like you know move like the IT yes. guy on SNL you're like move <laughs> yes.
1: I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah so <laughs> are
0: you that. are you mounted yet
1: <laughs> you need to ask that question differently okay
0: uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, is your projector mounted in your room yet? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still,
1: but what I have is, I mean, I have a table, so okay. it doesn't easily get bumped. So it doesn't move? It doesn't move. It yes. doesn't move. It's there all the time, and then the cords that run from the wall to the projector, the smartboard cord, the extension cord, everything, I put a carpet on top of it. Okay. So it's not a tripping hazard. Oh,
0: oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Well...
1: Because, I don't know if it's up to code. So. Because of
0: the moving, like it can't live in the hmm. middle of the room. We've got to we've got to move. Yeah, to my improve. room is
1: big enough that it still allows for enough movement space yeah. behind the table. I would
0: love it if I had like and oh, this is the space we come to the board and yes. read the things. I don't have that.
1: It's double duty
0: for yeah, you. Yeah, no. The, okay. The space is the space and we do all the things in the space. I do have an instrument area. Nice. Kind of that I can like, you know, hodgepodge yeah. set up. It's fine. Um we're making it work. Okay. So my work smarter not harder thing has to do with posting learning targets Uh so i showed this earlier on instagram because i was kind of like fighting with myself about well the bulletin board that i have to post them is kind of stuck in a corner it's not really a focal point Uh for anyone but i want things to to live there because you know that it just makes the most sense because it is actually a bulletin board so uh what i've been doing is i've been using page protectors Uh And I've color-coded all my classes for years and years. And so I start the class out with my learning target printed out um, in the color of the class, like purple for fifth grade, you know, red for fourth grade. And so it's in the page protector. And then I put packing tape on the very top of the page protector because uh-huh. it's um, hamburger, not, I mean, sorry, it's hot dog. Yes. It's landscape. Yes. Not portrait. portrait. Yes. 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 Uh, My husband, he's forever said, like, hot dog, dog, not hamburger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or actually, hamburger, not hot dog. But now kids know portrait landscape because of our use of computers, so he doesn't even have to anymore.
1: Oh, fancy. Anyway, so it's
0: landscape, so everyone can read the learning target. And it's, you know. So I start with it up on the focal point where the kids look on either the screen or there's a whiteboard that's really dirty underneath there. And we read it, and then I'm able to just rip it off and then go and post it on the, um, you know, where the learning targets live. Uh-huh. And so I guess, like, my work smarter, not harder is just using, it's a very simple thing to use these paper page protectors. Yeah. Because once upon a time, I had whiteboards that I, had, I put Velcro on the back, and I Velcroed it to the door. And they were falling off my cabinet doors at my school yeah. because of the swamp cooler would right, moisten things. Right. That's why I can't have the awesome hand drums on the wall either.
1: Oh, I remember that debacle. <laughs> yeah. they kept falling down.
0: All, all during the day, like we'd be doing our thing and then boom, 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 yeah, boom, Yeah, yeah, Like an avalanche of hand drums falling. So right. I've given up on that. Yeah. Um,
1: so and, then, um, does that mean every time? So for your next learning target, isn't a new page protector, and then you have a new thing of tape?
0: No. Or what you're I'm doing, you're going to
1: reuse the page protector. You're I'm
0: reusing. Tape. In fact, what I'm doing right now, and maybe this will change, but going between two schools organizationally, I'm really trying to get it together. Well, sure. Right. So I've been layering them. So I print the new learning target out, and then I just. Stick it in on top oh, of the other one.
1: Oh, I think you said this in your Instagram thing, and I didn't understand what you were saying. I understand yeah, I just that.
0: put it on top. Oh, okay. Cool. And so that's another way. I mean, digitally, of course, I've got it, but it's just another way for me to go. Hey, I mean, I guess I could, and maybe I will on the on the fly. I could be like, check it out, first graders. This is what we're doing today, and it connects to what we did this last time hmm. with this. So it's just been, like, I know it's paper that's fine i can save these maybe i'll laminate them but it's no no rush right now no. i'm just stick them in page protectors sticking them on the wall taking them off using them sticking them back on the wall and it's just a simple thing
1: for me cool
0: And now it's time for our coda section, where we each share either a professional or a personal recommendation. Carrie, you're up first today. What would you like to share? Is it professional prefer-
1: personal? It's professional. Okay. So um, there was a post that popped up on I think I want to say it might have been the uh, the Educators page. I'm not positive. One of the many pages of Facebook, and it's for a website called decolonizingthemusicroom.com. Mm-hmm. and it's a group of music educators and The purpose of this website is to um, provide research, very extensive research, I might add, to empower music educators to maybe make some better choices on the literature that we are choosing to do with our kids. There's lots of talk
0: about this. There's lots of talk, and it's important
1: talk. It needs to happen about many of the pieces that have been used traditionally in especially elementary music rooms are being used without understanding the background behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I appreciate about this website is that, um, again, the research behind it is excellent, and there's lots of, you know, positive um, tones as far as here's what you can do instead or here's how you can address this. If you've used these songs, here's what your next steps can be. Exactly. You know, not feeling guilt, not feeling shame, just knowing the general tone is... Now that you know better, do better. Exactly. And um, I just, I appreciate that a lot. There's a couple songs that um, after reading this, I will definitely be eliminating from my repertoire now. And I just really appreciate, again, the research that went into it and the thoughtfulness that went into it. Um, So again, it's decolonizingthemusicroom.com. And it's just a really, it looks like it's just getting started from this last looks like the first post was late May, so oh, I, I have a feeling huh. that this this is really going to be a great resource in years to come. Yeah. So bookmark it. Check it out.
0: Yep. I just bookmarked it myself.
1: Yeah. All right. Your turn, Tanya.
0: Okay. Professional
1: well, or personal? I
0: have a professional, too. Wow.
1: We're, we're so professional today. I know. Today. And
0: this was... Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm forgetting who recommended it. Um, This was a recommendation from one of our listeners, because when I mentioned you know, being freaked out about middle school. Someone reached out to us, and I, I don't remember if it was from Facebook or Instagram, and they mentioned the podcast, um, the Music Ed Mentor podcast, and said, oh, you should listen to their most recent um, episode because it's about middle school. Nice. So I checked it out, and it turns out it's Dale Duncan. So if you know, he's got a web page. He's got a TPT store and he's known as mr d and he's got his site is called in the middle with mr d and i kind of know dale we're in a, a, a facebook tpt group sellers group together uh-huh. so i mean i've been aware of dale for years and years but i've never really looked at his his stuff because i've not taught in middle school before but i did listen to this show on the way on the drive home like day two um, after my Right after my middle schoolers, because yeah. they're at the end of the day. And, oh my goodness, he has so many awesome tips about middle school and about teaching this age. And cool. he's extremely um, humble and honest about his experiences and how, you know, he came to really understand how to teach his students. And he shares some stories that, that are, um, you know, very... Made me feel like not not a horrible failure. Yeah. Um. Just it. He's just so concise in what he says, and it was just a fantastic episode. So I'm gonna put a link to it. If you teach middle schoolers, or even if you teach like upper elementary, even like I, sixth yeah, grade, I should be listening. It to is this. totally worth listening to him and his. The big takeaway, which we've already talked about, is how you really want to um, connect with your students you can't lecture you can't be angry they're not going to respond to that yeah so nice. that's my big recommendation is dale duncan's interview on the music ed Mentor podcast it happened just this past august cool
1: so now it's time for some shameless plugs Because we've got a busy September coming up, Uh, lots of workshops and conferences, and if you're going to be in any of these places, we'd love to see you. We
0: would love to see you there. So
1: starting with Tanya.
0: Yes, September 7th, I will be in Grand Junction, Colorado with the Rocky Mountain uh, Western ORF chapter, and I will be presenting songs and games to start the school year with those folks in Grand Junction. Cool,
1: yeah. And then the following weekend, on September 14th, Tanya and I are going to be presenting together Together. at KCMEA, which is Kern County Music Educators Association. So this is in California. Um, We are going to be presenting at their... Fall Conference. I don't think it has a snazzier name than that, just Fall Conference. It's um, called
0: the yeah. Fall Kay. Conference Fall 2019. Conference
1: 2019. Perfect. Easy to remember. Um, so we'll be presenting for a few hours there, and our, our topic is songs and games to jumpstart your school year. Exactly. So lots of singing and dancing and game playing.
0: Exactly. And so that's September 14th. The following Saturday, I will be in Arizona with the Arizona Kodai Educators. Mm-hmm. Um, and Where I'll...
1: in Arizona? What, what city?
0: In Phoenix. In Phoenix. Okay, yeah. I was just yeah. making sure. At the university. Okay, cool. Uh, and we'll be doing music literacy for all songs, games, manipulatives, and assessments in the music classroom.
1: Action-packed
0: day. Yeah. Wow. Uh, then the following week and after that, September 28th, I will be in Oklahoma, with the Oklahoma Kodai educators and I will be doing musical intentions incorporating mindfulness and including scaffolding in the Kodai classroom. Nice. Which is just awesome for the end of September to really, you know, think about some mindfulness in the classroom.
1: Nice. Okay. And then on that same day, I will also be uh, presenting for Rocky, the regional organization of Colorado Kodai educators. And my topic is Keep them engaged. It's all about classroom management and student engagement. I'm so
0: sad I'm going to be missing that.
1: Oh, well, I mean, it's all the stuff we talked about today. No, I'm just kidding. There will be lots more things. It'll be hands-on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a full day. It'll be wonderful. And, yeah, so that is going to be in Fort Collins at Colorado State University on September 28th. And all the
0: links for all these things can be found on our show notes, which is um, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. But we'll say that again very soon. <laughs> In a soon. minute. In a minute, yeah. We
1: hope to see you there. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk.
0: And if you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And until next time,
1: this is Tanya. And this is Carrie wishing you happy musicking.